Welcome everyone to the first episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. I'm Cozy. Murph is here with me. What's up, guys? This is the beginning of something the two of us have been thinking of doing for quite some time. Finally came to the conclusion it was time to make a reality. This is really something that we love, that being podcasting, sports, talk shows, and the entertainment side of life. We got big things in store, and I'm grateful you all are here, giving us a chance to bring you a side of the story you weren't quite expecting. First things first, though, I'd like to jump in to kind of like get to know who is talking to you. I'll go ahead and jump right into my bit. My name is JD, cozy on the show. I come from a small town in Ohio by the name of Hebron. Growing up, I was the oldest of two brothers, two sisters. For the most part, growing up, it was with uh, my mom. You know, I wasn't single mom living. My dad was a big part of my life as well. You know, things happen. Where I come from, not not much is big. The sports are big. They play a big factor, though. Baseball being one of the biggest things there. So I always wanted to be a baseball player. My whole life, I wanted to be a baseball player. I definitely pushed the boundaries on that. I had a good high school career. I made it to college. Played in college. Made a good run at it. Unfortunately, towards the end of my career, I had to have Tommy John surgery. Rehab is not fun. I will say that. Rehab in anything is not fun. But there's a brighter light at the other side. When I came out of rehab, I had the opportunity to play my senior season and pitch. Not saying it was great. But I did what I had to do, and I had the opportunity to play um, professional independent ball um, in Roswell, New Mexico. It was fun out there. I played better there than I probably played anywhere in my life. But once the time come that it was done for the season that year, I knew that I I finally came to the realization that I'm not going to be a superstar. I'm not going to make it to the MLB. kind of had to grow up. And that sat with me for a long time. When all you know is one thing, and that one thing isn't. It it definitely takes a toll on onto your mental. So uh, when everything was said and done, I moved back home. I uh, reconnected with the girlfriend that I had in college. Moved out to Western Kentucky, Owensboro, and the only time that I could really find a, a bit of happiness was out playing softball. It kind of you know sparked a little light inside of me, got me back into my competitive mode. And uh, pushed me. So I went out there and I played a lot and didn't really know anybody. And I started finally getting to know people, Murph being one of those guys. Yes, sir. After playing for a little bit out there, I was approached by Murph and uh, one of our friends, Owen, who came up to me and was like, hey, you got, you want to you wanna run with us? And um, I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. I didn't realize what that would unfold into. It became a new chapter in my life. We, we created a brotherhood of great lifelong guys. friends pretty lifelong much friends we watch families grow people find love people have babies you know bad things happen we were there for each other it's something that you know i never would have expected and um you know i cherish that so with that through the ups and downs they have been there through my side and now in the battle that i face currently where i'm at i'm in a sober living environment 80 days clean today and through my darkest times, Murph, Owen, all the guys, I could list off, you know, all the, the brothers I have in college, all the brothers I grew up with back in Hebron, but they'll have their time to shine, especially here. There's a voice for everybody on this platform with us. And without further ado, though, the better half of this podcast is Cody Murphy, and I would like him to introduce himself. Yeah, I mean, that was that was really good, JD. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up, but I'll, I'm going to try. So a little bit about me. I grew up kind of in the same situation that JD uh, grew up in, a small town of, you know, small community, uh, Horse Branch, Kentucky, shout out HB. 
my my parents still live there. I still go there. You know, most of my family are from there. But yeah, I grew up um, one of the only you know persons of color from that area, and it was a little it was a little di- different. You know, that's something that you know you don't really think about until you get older and sometimes it's hard to cope with some of the things that, that you face you know growing up in a predominantly white community but you know I'm not saying that I had a bad life or a bad childhood or anything I would never say that I had a very very privileged childhood I got to do a lot of things that a lot of people would would kill to do you know vacations traveling around playing sports you know I had plenty of friends plenty of uh, lots of family that loved me and cared about me you know I started playing uh, t-ball whenever I was probably three or four, just old enough to hold the bat, swing it, and throw the ball. And I really, I don't know, just something about the competitive, uh, you know, once I started understanding more about the game and stuff, the competitive nature of it really just captivated me. And um, I just fell in love with it. And it wasn't really until I started playing tackle football that I realized that that I could have a future in this in in sports you know and I can sit here and say today that probably 90% of my best friendships or relationships period all stem from some sort of sports setting or sports atmosphere whether it's a teammate or playing against somebody or you know going to the game or watching just going to like a sports bar and watching a game it's all linked pretty much everything links back to that but I grew up up, uh, went to Ohio County High School, class of 2012, played basketball, baseball, and football all four, all four years, yeah, um, except my junior year of baseball, I had to set out because I tore my ACL in basketball, but uh, I was able to come back my senior year, and I can attest as well that rehab uh, for any type of physical injury is not fun whatsoever. Um, ACL surgery, any type of knee surgery or joint surgery is really shitty. And it takes a full commitment, you know, like if you're going to get better to get better and good enough to play and get back on the field, then you, it takes up 99% of your time and effort and energy. And that's ice, icing it, going to rehab, making sure you take care of your body you know, your diet, all that. And it's just like basically a full-time job. But anyway, so I really loved football in high school and I really thought I I really wanted to go to college and play football. And I thought really that was like what that was going to be my destiny. But little did I know life has other plans. Ended up going to Lindsey Wilson University or Lindsey Wilson College. I can't remember. It's Lindsey Wilson College. Um, I played one one season and then uh, I just decided that it wasn't for me, that the college could because it became more of a job than an actual something that was fun for me. I, it was just I had a lot of things going on in my life at that time. And I just football just kind of slid into the background and it was less of a priority for me. So I ended up going transferring to Murray State University. I went there for a year and a half. My priorities kind of got all out of whack and jacked up. And I decided I wanted to party instead of go to class and take care of business. And so after a year and a half, I uh, dropped out and moved back in with my parents and decided that I was just going to get a job and join the workforce instead of pursuing a college career or college uh, degree. I started working at a factory, a factory I still work at to this day. It has its ups and its downs. It has its benefits and its and its downsides. 
But I mean, hey, if you if you're about that life, more more power to you. I mean, it's definitely it definitely wears on you some days. But I can honestly say that it's allowed me, it's provided me with the revenue or the financial, you know, the financial status to do the things that I love to do. It let me play softball for all these years. I started playing softball whenever I was 20, 19, 20 years old, and I'm 29 now, so I've played for almost a decade. But really in the last probably three or four years is when I really started getting competitive with it. I started out just as a co-ed player, and then as the years go the years went on, I realized that I was pretty good and that I could probably play competitive men's ball if I wanted to. So yeah, probably three or 2019, uh, we started a team called Vice City. Yeah, that's how I met JD. He, like he said, it was playing uh, Jack C. Fisher in Owensboro. Big Rob. Shout out Big Rob. Shout out yeah. Big Rob. Yeah, he uh he picked me up and he picked JD up one day and we played and I was and uh JD was I can't remember if he's he's playing in the outfield somewhere and he had a ball hit to him. He had his he had his get up, his union jersey on and he had his baseball pants on. I was like, okay, this guy thinks he can play. And so he, he gets the ball, he fills the ball on like right field and he throws an absolute rope to third base. And I was like all right, kid's got an arm. He's got an arm. And then the next inning, he gets up to bat and hits a triple off the off the dang fence. And I was like, all right, we need to pick this guy up. I was like, because we were looking for good players. You know, we were trying to build our, t- our roster. And so I was like, yeah, we need to pick this guy up. So that's kind of how I met JD. Known him for going on four years now. He's one of one of my best friends. I can honestly say that he's good. He's one of my, he's a brother to me. And we've both been through a lot. He talked about his struggles with addiction. I also have a a problem with alcohol um you know I've, that's something i've struggled with pretty much my whole my entire adult life actually i quit drinking november 7th 7th so it's been about a month and two or three days and i i feel a lot better than i have in years I haven't smoked or drank in over a month and i will say that life has gotten better since i've put put down the drugs and alcohol and and i'm not trying to get preachy or anything but i mean it's just it's just a fact you it's know just, that's just your inside reflection man it's just a fact this podcast is something that we've talked about for a long long time and i'm really excited to finally be doing it and it might in the beginning it's going to be rough we're going to be figuring it out just like you know you start out doing anything you're going to be you're going to suck at it yep. i'm just excited to get to work and try to improve or improve every day improve each episode and get the get the audience involved and try to give you guys a, a good experience and maybe you'll maybe you'll hear something that could change your day or your just your way of your way of thinking that's the ultimate goal that's the ultimate goal man i think any person who puts something out into the world whether it be you know content music art, whatever whatever it may be if you can impact somebody else's life in a positive way or just allow them to think you know outside of what they already think i think it's working in the right direction that's the goal is to push people in in a direction that they haven't faced or thought or thought about right i mean just give a different perspective and at the end of the day we're just two guys right who really enjoy bullshit hearing ourselves talk yeah hearing ourselves (laughs) talk we might be a little egotistical shit if this reaches nobody i'll still be proud of it because at least we did it we did it that's that's the thing we did this that means a lot to me i know it means a lot to you right and um i mean we appreciate it like we started that facebook page and i mean it's it's already incredible Incredible the just the amount of people that we've had joined just the last couple of days. Yeah, you know, we're just. I think we just went over a hundred yesterday. To think that you know, over a hundred people have already you know just given us a shot. 
you know, that they, right. they believe in us and or they just they care about us and support us enough to be like, whatever they're doing, I've got their back. I can't even explain how awesome it is to know right. like, the, the people that we have in our corner, regardless of what we do. It's real love. At the end of the day, it's real love. Right. Yes. All love. And I mean, that's really, that's the goal for me is just spread love and spread positivity and try to help somebody in, in any way that I can. You know, I'm not very useful in a lot of situations, but I feel like if I, like you said, if you can change one person's day, then I mean, then the goal's accomplished. Yeah. On to our next segment, where I guess we're going to talk some sports because really that's, that's my uh, area of expertise is what I know the most about. That's what I'm more, that that's is, what I'm most versed in. That is exactly where I kind of abide by is as much as I want to talk to people about everything that they bring up, everything that everybody's brought to light, there is a spot and a moment for that. But the most that I know about is sports. I've surrounded my life with sports. I love sports. Whatever it is, you know, I'm a competitor. I know Murph's a competitor, but we're into that stuff. Talk about this a lot. We've always, you know, had a conversation and been like, dang, we should have recorded that. It would have been great. It would have been a great conversation to put out there. Recently, we've been having conversations about the Heisman, which is coming up. And I was watching. Is that tonight? Are, are they announced it tonight? I think it's or? tonight, which is kind of good timing on our part at the end of the day. Um, but I was listening to. Yeah, that was not even intentional. <laughs> no free ads, but I was listening to a uh, part of my take today, and they had uh, Max Duggan on, and he was kind of like making his case for why. He should win. The one thing I appreciated about his conversation is how humble he was and everything he brought to the light was about the team and team ever. He wouldn't be in his place. At the beginning of the year, they didn't even decide a quarterback. They had what, a, TCU? Yeah, they had a three-way quarterback competition. That's crazy. Uh, what is he, a senior? He is a senior. Junior? Yep, he's a senior. Last year, he passed for 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. This year, he blows up 3,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, four picks. Talk about stepping up to the stage. You got your team in the playoff, dude. Big case for him. I've done a lot of thinking, and as much as I have bias towards Ohio State, I think Duggan is probably going to be the runner-up. I think Caleb Williams steals it, though. I think Caleb Williams takes it home. I don't think he steals it. I think it's just him by a long shot. Just He's had a base, pretty much the best season you can have as a quarterback. Yeah, the way he plays, dude. Just Like I said, he gives me he gives me huge Patty Mahomes vibes whenever I watch him play, because he'll be covered up in the backfield, and you'll think, damn, that's a sack. And then you see him just like scrambling out of nowhere. And he turns it into like a 20 yard gain. And you're like, how did that even happen? It's next level stuff. It's those, what, those, those are the guys that accept, that's the new football way. Like he is, as, as Steph Curry changed basketball, Patrick Mahomes changed football. And like this is, you know, the upbringing of those type of players. This is the new era. The, yeah, new, the era. new era. That's what I. If CJ Stroud was would just move around a little bit more, I feel like he could do all of these things, and it makes me upset because he can run, but he never gets out of the pocket. He's just he just wants to sit in there and throw. Granted, the dude can throw. The dude's a beast. He's got an arm, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the good part about that is the dude's only a freshman, right? Is he a true freshman? Uh, CJ. Yeah, Stroud. Nah, he's gonna be in the draft this year. He's a redshirt so. Sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew he was young. I mean, that's still pretty young. Well, he's still young. I think he's uh 20 years old. And Caleb Williams, I mean, he's got a whole nother year in college. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about. CJ Stroud, 3,300 yards, 37 touchdowns, six picks, 176 rating. Really, the only thing that what Caleb Williams has on Stroud is that he has a little bit more yards and two fewer interceptions. But other than that, I mean, they have identical stats almost. 600 yards is a lot. I mean, that's... 
two whole games. Well, he did get an extra game in the championship, too. Right. How many did he throw there? He threw for 363 yards. The thing about the Heisman, though, is it's pretty much the same every year, though. You, you pretty much know who's going to win it before it's, they announce it. You know? yeah. I feel like it's turned towards anymore, and I know you've said this, too. Like, it's a quarterback award. Yeah. It's quarterback. When was the last time we had a running back win it? Derrick Henry? Like, right. And that was 20, what, 18? I don't know. I feel like Derrick Henry's been in the league for a while. I just mean, but the the game it's yeah it's has moved more towards a pass centric offense. You know, I mean that's just what puts that's what sells tickets, points on the board. Nobody wants to go watch a ten seven game defensive game anymore. anymore. Which no. I mean, a football purist is going to ex- appreciate that. Yeah. But like, if you're just a casual fan, you want to see yards and points. I mean, there's a couple guys that made a case. Blake Cole um, made a case. Hooker, Hooker Hooker, would definitely be in there if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, even still, the wins that he put up, you know, they talk about and they preach about this Heisman moment. Dude went out there and put it on his back and beat Bamo in the last seconds, took him down the field, set up the field goal for the win. I mean, that's, that's a Heisman moment. I can't think of, like, what's what's... Stetson Bennett's Heisman moment. He doesn't really have a, his stats. His moment is really going undefeated two years in a row. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. The pretty argument impressive. there is like we're giving you no, your almost flowers. undefeated two years. We're in giving a row. your flowers, and you've taken both you know back to back Georgia teams to the playoffs. Here's your flowers, Stetson. Here's your invite. You're not winning, but here's your invite. I was looking at running backs. I know the other day I was talking about Chase Brown. Or not Chase Brown, but Blake Corum. Um, right. And then I started looking at, like, rush leaders and stuff and running down the stat list. So, Blake Corum, hell of a year. And, he, I mean, he, against Ohio State, he only put up six yards because he got hurt, right? The game before, yeah. he put up 108 when he actually was hurt with Illinois. And he still put up 1,400 yards. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. He was on par for, like, the same – basically the same stat line that Derrick Henry had whenever yeah. he won the Heisman. Yeah, and then Chase Brown, I mean, he played – he played 12 games, and he ran for 1,600 yards and put up. I mean, he only got 10 touchdowns. That's the difference between the two. I mean, Blake Corm scored 18 10 touchdowns. All right, final. Who's your pick, though? William, I'm going with Williams. I mean, that's my pick. The default is Caleb Williams, but I still think there's a big case for Duggan, dude. Caleb Williams, yeah. we already knew like he was good. They took the big coach over to USC. They take all the transfers. Duggan is the the guy that came out of nowhere and you know led this team that wasn't supposed to He's be. He's like the Cinderella. Yeah, that's that's what the Heisman should be. There, you know, if it goes towards like giving it to like this team award type thing, then it kind of like defeats the purpose of it. But- there's like a whole there's a whole series of factors that goes into it, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. CFP, who, who who do you have coming out of the CFP? You have Michigan and um, who is it? TCU. Yeah, Michigan, TCU, and, Michigan, and then uh, State. Yeah, Georgia, Ohio State. I'm taking I'm taking Michigan and Georgia, and then Georgia to win it all. That's my pick. You got Georgia on back to backers. I got Georgia. I mean, I, just from the eye test, I've seen every. I've seen three of those teams play. The only team I haven't seen play is TCU, and just by the eye test, Georgia is has has separated themselves from from those four. In my in my opinion. All right. 
Here's everybody. I'm a homer. Everybody knows I'm a homer. Yeah, we know you're going to take Ohio State. I, I bleed Ohio State through and through. But also, I'm a realist. I've watched every Ohio State game. I watched them play. I watched Michigan play. I watched Georgia play. Didn't get around to watching TCU except for in the championship game. They still looked good, but they look like a team that isn't quite the par of Michigan. I think Michigan probably – I feel like it's going to be close at half, and then Michigan does their thing where they go out in the third quarter and just drown a team. Right. Like TCU will be in it, and then they just come out and stop them. So I, Michigan's, Michigan's offensive line is impressive. It really is. I mean, they make – I don't. I can't say how good Edwards is because he fucking looked great against Ohio State. But the way that he ran in these last couple games, I mean, dude looks legit, and the line looks unbothered. They, um, yeah, they make they make JJ McCarthy look like he's a he's the Heisman. Right. The game he had against Ohio State, dude, I thought he might as well have been the best quarterback. He looked incredible. He looked incredible against Ohio State. And I think that's largely due to – and so did the Edwards guy. And that's largely due to the offensive line. And But, I mean, you can't uh, – you got to give the Michigan defense his props, too. They held one of the highest uh, scoring offenses to three points in the second half they, of that OASU game. They uh... – they put their foot down, bro, and they weren't about to budge. I mean, it was like Ohio State could go from the 20 to the 20, and then as soon as they got to the red zone, nothing. It was a brick wall. It was yeah. a brick wall, dude. Like, I've never seen – Stroud doesn't usually get frustrated, like, just in watching him. And it was the first time i ever seen, like, real emotion out of the guy, like, being an ass pretty much. And it kind of made me think, like, is this guy, you know, a pro's pro, or, like, is he just another – this stone quarterback that comes along the line. Granted, I think the dude can throw. I he also didn't have his best receivers out there, except for Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is... But he was missing uh, uh, in Jigba. In Jigba, yeah. And Jigba just declared that uh, the other day that he's uh, not going to play. Declaring for the draft. Yeah, that? I mean, you got to yeah, you gotta make a business decision, though. I mean, he's, he's staying to make millions of dollars. Playing pro ball, so yeah. can't really be mad at him. I've seen these people on Facebook talking about that. And Dude, people on Facebook, man. They, that, uh, that's a whole nother segment. The people that, on Facebook, we should make that a category for real. It should be, on for Facebook. sure, because we could go on for days with oh, that. Man. One dude was like, was like, F them kids, F their scholarship, take all their money, take all that. They shouldn't even be on the team. It's like, no, honestly, they're they're good like it's the the college at the end of the day is a like jump a launch pad for the rest of your life whether it's education or athletics you know what i'm saying if you're not going to be a professional athlete you're going to college for an education and it's a jump start for the rest of your life i'm just i'm just confused as to why a grown-ass man get on the internet and are pissed off about some 19 year old kid making the best decision that he can for his career. Like that makes zero sense. You know, like, I'm sorry your career didn't, didn't pan out the way you wanted it to, but don't take it out on some poor, you know, junior in in college. That's just, that's just now starting his life out. You know, like it's not his fault that you got hurt and that you blew your knee out, you know? And he, He's proven himself. He has. He doesn't have to prove anything to us. And we went undefeated all the way till Michigan. Like, just if you plug Njigba in there, 
we, we still it's a different game. We, I mean, we still got to get them the ball to make things happen. Like it wasn't their corners. Michigan's corners were locked. I got Michigan over TCU. That's what I'm, I guess I'm getting around about <laughs> today. I got yeah. Michigan over TCU. I've got Ohio State in an upset. I'm sticking with it. Um, hey, I respect it. I respect it. I think, and I've watched Georgia, and I've looked at Georgia, and then, you know, some of their games, man, sometimes they don't – they're, like, they're not the Georgia of last year. And I feel like everybody's still living off this, like, recency bias because they're the national champions. Like, I don't know. I feel like they've already felt like they've proven themselves. Well, they're also undefeated. I don't know. I just think I, I and I I'm biased as well because I'm a SEC stand. Like I'm always going to root for the SEC team. Yeah. Because I want I want whatever is going to make Kentucky look better. Because yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kentucky diehard blue blue through and through. We know that. And so I'm just going to root for the SEC if it comes you know comes down to it. Unless it's Tennessee. Unless it's Tennessee. Fuck Tennessee. <laughs> hey, I'm with that. You heard me. I don't know who's a Tennessee fan out there, but we it's only like we, on, we only respect Hendon Hooker. We don't like nobody else. Nope. And um, I feel like they're often okay. I'm gonna go just a tangent. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Just indulge me here. Their offense is a gimmick, bro. But you cannot go hurry up the entire freaking game. I'm sorry. Like you can do it maybe the first quarter or the last. You know, five minutes of the second half or second quarter, or maybe at the end of the game. But I mean, over and over again, it's proven you can't go hurry up every play. Like you have to slow down and and try to try something else. Like against, uh, I can't remember who, uh, uh, South Carolina. They run yeah. like six plays. They run six plays, and they just hurry and hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Which it'll work against teams like Kentucky, yeah. but like, but like an actual, you know, good team, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. And they made uh, South Carolina look like they were a playoff team. I mean, oh my god, South Carolina might be a playoff team next year, man. I mean, they had a what three or four like huge wins. They rattled year. off a bunch of big ones right at the end. And that, that that hurt the argument case for Alabama too, getting into the playoff, like seeing. One Tennessee lose to South Carolina like they did. Yeah, it's one thing to lose, but then they just get absolutely ran off the field like that. And then to see Georgia absolutely mollywop LSU like they did in LSU beat Bama. So, right. I mean, that that just goes a long way in itself. I well, let's playing, get this straight. Nobody's feeling sorry for Bama. Oh, Nobody's feeling sorry for Bama. Anybody is a fan of Bama? Get on now. You just sit me? down, yeah. Sit down, yeah. shut up. Sit down, shut up. Who who you guys got? Kansas State, probably L. Hold it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. Okay, that's, that's a little deep. Y'all probably got. It. You think they play? You think Bryce Young plays that game? Should he? Um, I mean, should he? I think he does. I think he does at least at least maybe the first half, depending on how the game goes. Yeah, but I mean, they don't stand. I mean, there's no there's no uh, you know. Incentive to winning that game. Nah, Sugar Bowl, Caesars, Caesars Superdome in uh, New Orleans. I mean, short trip for Bama, kind of a kind of a road trip for Kansas State. They ain't got to go very far. I mean, I feel like they don't even roll Bryce Young, Will Anderson, all them dudes out there. Yeah, they'll probably let their backups get some reps in. I mean, yeah. like I said, there's no reason to take a risk and get somebody hurt. 
Um, for no, for no reason. So is Kentucky playing in at one, two, three, four? They're playing December thirty first. Yeah, they play New Year's. They play Iowa, I think. Yeah, Iowa and Na- Music City Bowl in Nashville. Yeah, and that's the same day that Kentucky basketball plays Louisville. Really? Yeah, that's but I mean, big Kentucky day right there. Hey, look, y'all can Kentucky. Y'all can beat Iowa for real. Get that ball. Well, our our starting quarterback and our starting running back is not playing um, because they're both going to the draft. So I, we I can talk about Levis too. I mean. Talk about hyping uh, up and turning out to be a complete turd. I don't want to. I won't say he's a complete turd. I just think he had a atrocious offensive coordinator. Yeah. Who was your guy? Do you know your coordinator? Scangarello, Scangarello, or something. Get I mean, him out fucking, of here. He's fired. Get we're him getting out Le- of we're getting Liam, Liam Cohen back. Which shout out Liam Cohen just uh, won a ball game last night. Baker Mayfield, shout out Baker Mayfield. Wow, what a taking taking the team ninety eight yards on forty eight hours to learn the offense. I mean, come on, what a, how can you not root for the guy after what that a performance? So you think Fucking obviously man. Baker starts the rest of the year, right? I mean, he has to. They has don't have to. anybody else. Has to. There's a reason why they signed him a day after he got, he was put on the waiver or released from Carolina. I definitely think he was just like he went to Carolina front office and like, hey, look, there's a couple teams that need a quarterback, and you guys aren't really using me, so just you know, I'm gonna pack my bags and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna go get me. A I game mean, Thursday night. I never. I think um, here's my take on Baker: is he came in number one draft pick. He can't. Well, first off, he was a Heisman in college. He had a he had multiple huge wins. He's number one pick in the draft, and I think he came into Cleveland and he was on his high horse. Yeah, and he and he came in and he was cocky and he thought he was just going to run, run the league, and that he was going to be the next best thing. And then he got humbled. Yep, he got humbled, and then he went to Carolina and he sat for a while, <laughs> and now he's come back and he 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 knows what it takes. Yeah. To, to be that starter again. And so I think he has a really bright future ahead of him as long as he can fit in the right system and find a good team so I guess around here's him. Here's a thought that runs off of that. Say Baker plays the rest of the season, has a good season. Does he stay in L.A. as Sam – or as a as – a Stafford's backup? Backup. Does he stay there no. or does he get a job somewhere else? I think he gets a job somewhere else. I think he uh, has an opportunity, especially after last night. I think he has a great opportunity to go somewhere and at least at least compete for a starting job. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to look through the list here of like where he could end up. Like, who needs a quarterback? The Jets. Well, there's plenty of places. Houston, Houston. Houston. Yeah, he could. I mean, I think. Don't get me wrong. Like. Baker has shown that he can be a good NFL quarterback. And obviously he can take teams to the playoffs. He took the damn Browns to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I mean that's impressive that's, in, in that's and a, of itself. You know, they could hang a banger for or a banner for that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you took Cleveland to the playoffs, bro. Nobody does that. Sunday, December eleventh. All right. So the slate's looking like uh New York at Buffalo, uh the Jets at Buffalo, one o'clock. Weather looks that's like a, crap. That's for a division lead, isn't it? Or I think division? so. Yeah, the Jets. Uh, what are they? Ten and two? Nine and three? No, they're. I know the Jets have looked really good this year. Why did I say that? They're seven even and des- five. 
even despite um, starting Zach Williams or Zach Wilson, yeah, seven and they're five. still. If they can knock off the Buffalo, that would be a huge win for them. Yeah, and uh, Buffalo obviously has got the the Josh Allen factor. I mean, that guy can win a game, and he's one of those guys you just kind of got to let him play. He might throw an idiot pick, but he can also you know literally carry three guys on his back to the end zone. And Mike White, Mike White Mania is going on right now. I can see the Jets. Hey, that's another guy that you got to root for. I mean, dude, talk about it, man. He came in through another 300. He did that last year, too. Came off the bench, right. threw up a 300 piece, went home, chilling, New York fame. I mean, they've got the they've got the Jets plus 10. I mean, they definitely cover, I feel like, if they. Yeah, they cover. I, it's going to be a less than one score game. Yeah. I think because the Bills have not been playing well, and but you can look at that as one one or two ways. Like either they're due and they're just gonna ball out and totally blow out the Jets, or they're gonna play a close game. And I feel like the Jets will definitely have a chance to win in the end. Yeah, and I heard somewhere or read somewhere that it's supposed to be uh, snowing pretty hard in Buffalo, and I feel like I don't know that might be a, a factor that plays into Buffalo winning. Um, yeah. Yeah, because like you said, I think I feel like they have the better rush game be- simply because of Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean he is their he is their running back. Here's a hot take for you though. I got I got a take. I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh, they said that Josh Allen is a slightly better white Cam Newton, and that really got me thinking. I mean, there might be some merit to that. There. There might be some merit to that. I mean, Cam Newton killed it for, you know, two or three years. He was the MVP. He almost went undefeated in the regular season one year. That year that Cam Newton took them to the Super Bowl, man, I really – he that whole Superman thing he does where he, you know, takes his shirt, I mean, opens his chest up like Superman. Like, talk about – I know swag is such an outdated word anymore. Yeah. Dude. JD, how fucking old are you? Like 30? Dude. Almost, we're getting there, bro. How <laughs> to turn her? Uh, he he brought it, dude. I I loved Cam Newton. I, I I mean, I didn't love his outfits, but Cam Newton was a dog. He he was a beast on the field, but he's another guy that I think um, maybe got too high on his own shit and had to be humbled in a way. Because I mean, he the next season after they lost that Super Bowl to Denver, they didn't have a great year. Nah, it was pretty much a fall off. He took a hell because he didn't jump on that fumble. Yeah, they he they said he made a business decision, and I'm like, I remember watching that game, man. Me too, bro. And I was like, what the? Why the fuck didn't he jump on that ball? Because I mean, they were still in the game. It wasn't like the game was over. No, I'm pretty sure they were driving, and he just, um, just fumbled it and didn't jump on it. Carolina's got a. Seattle this week at Seattle. Seattle's hot. Seattle's hot. Geno Smith, man, that's another. He's making guy. a he's making a case for MVP this year, but, which is crazy. He he came into the league. I want to say, I know he was at West Virginia when I was in high school. I mean, he's got to be closing in on like ten years in the league. He's like almost. The, I would say he's probably the same age as Russell Wilson. Yeah, or within within a couple years. Give or take. Seattle wasn't supposed to win more than like three or four games this year, and he's already what got him seven. Yeah, I mean, it's and I think crazy. he's like top four in passing yards. 
Let's see here. The Seattle Seahawks are seven and five. That division's ass, though. Yeah, the Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals, and Rams. And I think people were talking about that division being one of the toughest, too. I mean, historically, or at least in the last 10 years, it usually is the yeah. top. Same with the, the, same with the AFC West, you know, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Like, they were talking about that being a gauntlet. Kansas City just does what Kansas City does. They just win, bro. They just – Patrick Mahomes is another – It's hard to beat Patrick Mahomes in uh, Andy Reid offense, you know. I've been saying, you know, Patty McGoat. Patty McGoat. All right. Speaking of the AFC East or West, what is going on in Denver, man? Because uh, I thought <laughs> Russell Wilson was going to come in and kill it, you know. But they look – there's maybe the worst offense I've ever seen in the NFL that I've ever watched with my own two eyes. Like, in my lifetime, like, I try to think about bad offenses. And even, like, in, you know, some of the worst years Detroit had. Like, even the years Cleveland had where they didn't win any games. Like, they still put up points. Like, a lot of these games they lose are, like, 13-3. to Like, their defense is legit. Yeah. Their defense is their defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Yeah. Have you seen that stat that's like if the Broncos would have scored like I think it was eighteen or nineteen, maybe twenty points, they would be eight and four or like nine and three or something crazy. Literally all you have to do is kick kick a few field goals and you'll you know, or score a touchdown at least once a game. I want to know what's wrong with Russ because something. <coughs> like- I think it's the coach, man. I think it's the offensive scheme. Some of the decisions that the, that the, uh, what is his name Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel or something. Hackett. He might be. He he is up there with Josh McDaniels as the worst coach in the league right now. Like some of the things that he's done this year is like totally bizarre. Mind boggling. It's like I could coach better than that, and I've never coached. A football team, a head coach for the football team in my life. Yeah, I feel like I could coach the Denver Broncos and accidentally win a couple games. Like you're not doing much. I guarantee you, I wouldn't have lost that game last night. Hell, the Raiders. <laughs> McDaniel's too. He's on his way. He started six and zero in his coaching career. Yeah, and then since then he's had like a he's had like a sub 300 win percentage or something Absolutely like that. miserable. And he's supposed to be what, one of McVay's guys? The no, he's one of Belichick's guys. Belichick's guy. They coached under Belichick for years. Belichick tree. Which makes no sense. I think he did. He benefited from having uh, Tom Brady and also a Bill Belichick defense. Yep. It just made him look, you know. It made him look better was, than he was. Yeah, anything that was a part of what that staff was was definitely um, – a big, big runoff of what? I don't think we'll ever see. Well, I mean, we might be seeing it now with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady era, I mean, it was something to behold. I mean, we were honestly lucky that we got, that we were alive and, you know, during that, that run that they had. It's a, a legit dynasty. That's what it is. Um, right. Here's what I'd like to do. I want to run down the slate. And let's do like a pick em. Right. And we'll, yeah, we kind of got off on a tangent there. That's but fine. yeah, we can do we can we do, do some pick ems. We can do All some right. pick ems. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start a pick em sheet real quick. Alright. We'll run down the list. Alright. So we, we won't obviously we can't do Vegas and LA. 
uh, that happened last night. Here, I'll write some. I'll write it down too, and then I'll I'll pick, I'll do my picks. Yep. And you do your picks, and then next week we'll we'll hash it there. Yep. Yeah. I like that. All right. So first first one one o'clock slate uh, is New York and Buffalo. I'm gonna take Buffalo outright. Definitely, I think uh, the weather plays a factor. I'm gonna take Buffalo too, just because uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, winner, proven winner. We support Josh Allen. Uh, so the next one is Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, Cleveland has Cincinnati's number. I feel like they beat them earlier this year, didn't they? They beat them like four times in a row now. <laughs> but I think Cincinnati. I'm gonna take Cincinnati. They're coming off hot off a win against uh, Kansas City. I think they're gonna keep it rolling. I think they'll win. No, no Deshaun Watson factor. No Deshaun Watson factor. Unless he gets a massage before the game, then we'll see. I think I'm riding Cincy too. Because they are hot. That win against Kansas City last week was a statement win. I will put yep. that. Joe, Bur- that Joe Burrow is in that tier. Like he has, he's, he's a winner, dude. He's Straight proven up. himself. And I, I love Joe Burrow. Um, a lot of the guys I went to uh, college with are big Cincinnati Bengals fans, and I've always been an Eagles fan myself. But Joe Burrow is somebody that I feel like I can root for. I mean, he's going to be good for the next decade. Exactly. Much love to Joe Burrow. Houston at Dallas. Um, oh, that's, that's an easy pick. I feel like Dallas is a runner. Dallas is getting a hot at the right time. I feel like the last week when they, it's, when they play Philly again, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a tough, it's going to be a war. Yeah. But, uh, the, the fact that Dallas is so good this year, fucking scares me. Cause I really hope if they win the Super Bowl this year, I'm going into hiding because <laughs> I've talked so much trash about that team for the last 10 years that I don't even know if I'll be able to bear it if they win. This is a podcast that hates the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Stephen A. Smith, you're welcome anytime. You want to come on here and roast? <laughs> we're glad you yeah. have him on. <laughs> we'll definitely have him on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Minnesota at Detroit. Um, I'm actually going to take Detroit here. I think they're going in the right direction. I think the Vikings are a false crowned champion of their division. I do not think they're as good. Their point differential is absolutely out of this world. It's tiny, bro. It's no, it's like the worst ever for a team that is had their record. Hold on, I want to pull it up. Um, All right, well, I'm going to take Minnesota just so we don't pick at the same team every for every game. And I honestly also think that Minnesota will find a way to win this game, as long as they, as long as they can keep Detroit under thirty five points. I think Minnesota will win. Okay, I'm with that. I hear you. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee just firing their general manager. All of that pretty much spouting off because they traded away AJ Brown, and oh, the rest of the crew's mad about it. Tennessee well, Tennessee, game. Tennessee's gone downhill. I always thought they were a pretender, even whenever they were, even whenever they made it to the AFC Championship. I still, I thought they were a pretender. They just kind of got lucky that year. Um, that being said, though, I think I'm going to take Tennessee this game, just because uh, Trevor Lawrence is hurt. He had a pretty, pretty bad uh, injury last week. I don't think he'll be 100%. I know their best receiver is Zay, Zay Jones. He's coming off an injury. Yeah. And uh, I don't really have 
really seen much out of their defense. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Yeah, I'm with Tennessee on that one too. Um, Philadelphia at the New York Giants. Eagles are hot. The Giants, I mean, they've been playing good this year. But from what I've seen lately is Saquon Barkley isn't running like he did those first, you know, six, seven weeks. I feel like they put so much on him. Make They're making uh, Danny Dimes do a little more than he can. Yeah, I think they started out hot and... They kind of fell fall off, fallen off the last few weeks. I think maybe they're schematically, teams are starting to catch on to what they're trying to do offensively, um, and also Philly is just far and away the best team in the league this year. And Jalen Hurts is a beast. AJ Brown is a beast. Uh, Miles Sanders is a beast. Devontae Smith a beast. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna take Philly. They got some big pickups. I really. Uh... <laughs> You know, I try not to get too caught up in you know the fact that we're we're good for once. Um, hey, man, enjoy it, dude. That's enjoy it. I'm loving it. I just don't want to get too high and just end up hurt. You know, you guys might hear me cry on this podcast if we get knocked out in the divisional round or some bullshit. But you'll you won't hear me cry because my my crying over the NFL days are over he said I'm because. Crying. Because fucking Tom Brady and Super Bowl 50, whatever it was, tore my heart out um, whenever they came back against the Falcons. I still have nightmares about that shit to this day. 28-3. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson's out. He's out. Tyler Huntley. Huntley is is still a good quarterback. Is T.J. Watt playing? That's a question. T.J. Watt is playing. All right, I'm taking Pitt. I think... <sighs> taking Pittsburgh. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one for me because I think Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, all them guys are going in the right direction. Najee Harris is getting back on track. But there's something about Huntley, dude. He's he's a winner, too. The dude's good, and they run an offense that fits him. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'll ride the Ravens here. It's going to be a tough division for the Bengals to win. I still feel like. Um, right. That's probably the tightest division in football oh, right now. 100%. I mean, even Pittsburgh, you know, where they started slow is still coming coming on strong. Can he pick- if they can reel off three or four, they'll be right there in the playoff picture. And Mike Tomlin's never had a season uh, below 500. Like, right. this, there's no way he can be the first one this year. He's gonna find a way. They'll be what eight and or nine and eight at the end of the season, some way, somehow. Eight, uh, they'll find a way. Uh, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, that's an easy pick because uh, Denver yeah. sucks. Denver, they might as well start playing their backups and figuring out what they have for the next season. Uh, right. Do you think that they should keep playing Russell Wilson? They well, you, they paid the man, what, $145 million? They better play him. I don't know why you would set him. He's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. And, I mean, he's had his issues, but like I said, I think that the biggest issue is the head coach. Yeah. I think the offense, it's not like they don't have playmakers. What's the it's just the offense is atrocious right now. Let me see what the spread is on that. The only way out, the only way that Denver pulls this off is if they keep Kansas City under twenty one points. That's the only way they can win this game. I mean, it's possible with that defense. 
And uh, Kansas City's had their struggles this year. I mean, they only haven't looked great. They've looked great, but they also have looked really bad at times, too. So, so Kansas City is an eight and a half point favorite. I don't. I'm taking. I'm taking KC. Yeah, I'm taking KC, but I feel like the Broncos can cover that. I just. I don't know. I only think. I think I would take KC in the points. I would ride that. Well, further on down the road, we're still learning how to how to do the betting stuff, but that's something I would like to venture into at some point. Especially, it's getting legalized in Ohio on the first. I mean, you can make some good money on doing that stuff. So. Yeah, and I don't know. It's something that I'd like to get into and know and talk more about. I feel like there's a big a big pool for that, you know. A lot of yeah. people like talking about it, listening about it. I mean, it plays more like, you know, good teams win and great teams cover. So, uh, Tampa Bay at San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, that was going to be a good Yeah, Jim good one. G is out, though. Yeah, who's their start? Who's their quarterback? Purdy. Purdy and Purdy looked good. They did look good. Purdy looked good. And Tampa oh. Bay has looked not good all year. Not except for Monday night when they came back. What was it? Sixteen to three. They're only a three and a half favorite. Who? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think I'm going to take San Francisco here. That's what I was. I mean. <sighs> Tom Brady, he needs a win, or they're out of the hunt. If they lose this game, they're out of the hunt. No, they're still in the. No, they're still leading the division, even if they lose this game. Oh, they are six and six. That division, Atlanta, rash. Atlanta is five and seven. So even if Atlanta wins and Tampa Bay loses, they're they're still tied. Tampa Bay still tied for first. Atlanta Falcons are five and eight. Carolina Panthers four and eight. New Orleans Saints four and nine. Tampa Bay is six and six. So yeah, they could lose and to and Atlanta could win and they would still be in first place. All right. I'm going off San Fran here. They're gonna the narratives are gonna be out that Tom Brady is done and then he'll find a way to win the division and find his way back to the Super Bowl on some bullshit and we'll have to just, you know, kill him. Sorry, Tom. Uh Carolina at Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Um I believe yeah. in Geno Smith and what he's got going on there. Um, Pete Carroll's probably closing in on his last year, but I still believe in Geno Smith. Um, Carolina doesn't have much anymore. I don't even who is Carolina's it? tanking. They've given up. Yeah, they're they're done. So I mean, they're scrappy, but they're there's just nothing there. I mean, there's nothing to play for. They're they're playing for a draft pick. Yep. And then the last ones are Miami and the Los Angeles Chargers. Miami get right game after getting. Whoops! Last week, I think Tua is an MVP runner, not front runner, but he's a runner. I mean, I think he's, yeah, he's he's won me some fantasy games this year, dude. Straight up, Tyreek Hill is a great addition, and he's definitely in an argument for the best wide receiver in the NFL. And they also probably have the best up and coming head coach in the league right now. I really like And Mike McDonald. I mean, he's just a cat, dude. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for that guy? Mike McDonald. It's Mike McDaniel, you fool. Whatever. You know what? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna paste the Ronald McDonald face on, on, on his face and just post it. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh the Chargers just because Chargers gotta get right too. 
Just because, yeah, they're they're due for a good game. They haven't played well. Chargers are six and six, and six and six, and they lost last week. Their differential is negative thirty-seven. Wow, that's actually that's another hit. Their their coach is another coach, Staley. Yeah, he's got he's he's, uh, he he's another some, coach that makes I don't know about goals. him. Miami's trying to get to that first place spot. I mean, they're eight and four. The Bills are nine and three. They need this win. I'm gonna ride. Uh, I'm gonna ride Miami on that one. Um, and the last one is New England at Arizona. Um, ooh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't like Kyler Murray. I don't like. Him. I don't like Kyler Murray either. I think. No, I don't like I Mac think- Jones either. Well, I think Kyler Murray gets bad press, but he also. I mean, he kind of deservedly so though. He kind of puts his business out there. And as far as Mac Jones goes, I think they need to play that um, Bailey Zappi kid. Bailey Zappi. In, in, uh, in New England. He's out of uh, Western Kentucky, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Bowling Green kid, I think. Yeah, how about that? Dude started and played in the NFL. I'm taking New England. I, I think. I got to ride New England, too. I mean, Belichick needs this or they're out of the hunt. Because the Bills and. Miami or you know they're they're front runner. That does it for our pickums. Yeah, pickums. That's about. If you're picking them, post them. Let us know who you've got. We'll keep a tally. Maybe at the end of the season, winner from the rest of the weeks out. We'll see what we can do. Work something up. I'd like at some point to. Uh, we might do some giveaways or yeah, something. Some giveaways. Um, it'll definitely be. The more you're involved, the more you're interactive. <laughs> Uh, you'll definitely be at the top with us, and we'll we'll find a way to make sure you get love from us. When's the when's the cats play again? I think they play tomorrow. I think they play Yale. Yale, how they looked? I haven't been able to watch much at all this year. Well, I just wanted to have a, a UK basketball talk segment. For I mean, it doesn't have to be a big segment; just maybe five, two, two to five minutes. But. Uh, I mean, they've looked up and down. Their last game against Michigan, they looked really good. Uh, they still can't hit free throws. I don't know what it is with Cal Perry and his teams, but they can never hit free throws for some reason. And it always comes to bite us in the ass at the end of the season. But we have more talent. We probably have the most talent we've ever had. Really? Maybe besides the, the team that went 38-1 or 39-1 or whatever it is. I'm still not confident in Calipari's coaching as of right now. But, I mean, like I said, they did look better against Michigan. So, I guess we'll see how they do tomorrow. And I'm I'm ready for the Louisville game because we should crush Louisville because Louisville's garbage this year. And then I'm ready for conference play. That's when we'll see what kind of team we are yeah. right there. You guys got UCLA coming up on the 17th. They're ranked 19th. Yale uh, tomorrow, uh, Florida Atlantic, Missouri, and then Louisville. And then you guys start conference play, LSU, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, A&M, Vandy. You got number six, Kansas, in there, too. That's a tough one. Ole Miss, Florida, number nine, Arkansas, Georgia, 23, Mississippi State, number seven, Tennessee. That's going to be a huge game at the end of the year. The SEC is loaded in basketball Dude, this year. It's great. Auburn, Alabama, Alabama's playing really good. Alabama's eight. Arkansas's good. Yeah. Wow. Tennessee. I mean, you guys play a gauntlet. Dude, 
Yeah. That's and our non-conference point. schedule is, is really, really tough, too. Yeah, you guys played Gonzaga already. I mean. Gonzaga, Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Freaking, like you said, Kansas later on in the year. Kansas. I mean, Michigan is a – that's a marquee win. Michigan, even if they're not ranked, is a program that is respected to blue blood in basketball. I mean, they they stated their case. So, that's a that's a big win. You guys, yeah. you guys could have lost that game, but we just well, we easily could have lost that yeah. game. We easily could have won that game by twelve, though, as well. So, what what do you? What is the issue with the free throws? It's always been a thing with Calipari's team. I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, our guards, like I can understand if your big man are missing free throws. I mean, you're, that's expected. But like, whenever your guards are missing the front end on a one and one. Or you know, missing two free throws, like that's uh, like that's not it. That's unacceptable, yeah. in my opinion. And I mean, that falls more on the players than it does the coach. But the coach is going to take the blame for it. You know, I mean, it's just like in any other sport. It's the coach's fault if the players aren't ready. Period. Hundred percent. I was just looking up um, Ohio State. I watched them play last night. Did you see that? Basketball? No. Yeah, they. Uh, so last night, Ohio State won on a buzzer beater. They beat Rutgers sixty-seven, sixty-six, and they won on a buzzer beater. But there was a controversy that there's a rule where if you where they he came back in bounds. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I've seen that. And I guess there's like a little gray area there where like if you didn't purposely go out of bounds and be the first one to touch it, but he what he didn't go out, you know, purposely, he was kind of like pushed out. Pushed, yeah. Yeah, so like it ended up counting. And I mean, they're rattling off some wins. They're one, two, three, four, five. They're seven and two. Granted, their two losses are uh, top 20 ranked San Diego State and, you know, Duke. So don't get me wrong. Their program's on the up and up too. I tried to watch. Yeah, they're number 25. Ohio State, I mean, they, they, Traditionally, have a pretty decent basketball team as well. Yeah, it's something I want to definitely keep an eye on. I mean, I remember when they had uh, Greg Oden. That dude was a beast. Beast, man. We put up some good teams, dude. And I'm not trying to take up uh, all the basketball talk, but dude, Aaron Kraft, no. Aaron Solinger. Uh, we've had D'Angelo Russell. We've had guys come through, dude. Aaron Kraft, love that man. He's a he's a he's a Buckeye through and through, through and through. He is the definition of what we want. In players like dudes that are just you know get down in the nitty gritty. Those are the type of guys I enjoy watching. Well, I guess we have to talk about this since it's happening in the in the world. But the whole Brittany Grounder situation, I don't want to go too in depth on it because I don't, I don't want to get, get too political. De- I, yeah, I don't want to get political or divisive. Politics to be a part of this. Anybody that's listening, I'm not a political person. I'm just stating that. But this, this is something. I don't even know how to explain. I mean, it's solely based in politics. You can't. There's no other way around it. It's going to be political to an extent. We traded away. You know, this. All I'm going to say is if 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 this was a sports setting. Yeah. Uh, America definitely lost this trade. <laughs> we got fleeced. A hundred percent. We lost this one. We should. We, We're the, we could have done two for one. We're the Denver Broncos in this yeah, situation. We got, <laughs> we got jobbed. We got fucking jibbed. Dude's name is Victor Bout. And uh, let me see. He's an arms dealer. 
Yeah, and we like that's granted they uh, Russia, you know, puts up these people and claims them as these big big guys, obviously. But like, dude has a nickname and everything. Like, it's like the dealer of death. Dealer or something, of right? death. Like he's a big arms dealer, and we traded this guy who was on American soil, giving guns to. <sighs> I guess you can call them Antifa or whatever the hell they are, you know, putting guns in the hands of people who are about to, you know, cause chaos. And we got Brittany Griner back. I'm glad she's home. Thank. Yeah. Let me, let me say yeah. that is like, I don't, I'm not against Brittany, Brittany Griner. Like I'm so happy that she's back. Like I'm like, I wouldn't want any American to go have to suffer in a Russian prison. But let's be honest, who has, uh, who has the potential to do more harm or good, you know? Exactly. I'm going to read this bit here um, that I put in here. It says, the, the WNBA star who was held for months in Russian prisons on drug charges, which is, she had a THC pen, was released Thursday in a one-for-one prisoner swap for notorious international arms dealer Victor Bao, bringing an end to an ordeal that sparked intense high-level negotiations between Washington and Moscow to secure her freedom. Bout says West wants to destroy Russia and Russian armed dealer Victor Bout, who was freed in a prisoner swap with U.S. basketball star Bernie Griner, told Kremlin-run media on Friday that Western countries are seeking to destroy and divide Russia. The West believes that they did not finish us off in the 1990s when the Soviet Union began to disintegrate. I don't even know, like, that's a lot of big words, bigger than I like to read. I guess a part of it was, too, like, Russia wasn't even willing to negotiate, so I know. I guess that they took what they could get. Like I know we have a marine over there; he's been there for four years. What are we gonna do to get him back home safely? Well, we have another I, guy I, that we can trade. I mean, I'm sure we have something, but yeah. the, the, let's just be honest: the Biden administration is not. They look at that guy as a prisoner of war. They don't. They don't consider him as a, a social activist like they do Brittany Griner yeah. who is black and gay and I mean I mean that's you know like I don't, I'm not I don't have anything against that whole movement but that fits the Biden administration's agenda yeah I mean it looks good for them too so like- it, it serves them to to bring her back yeah. you know it, it it serves them and it looks better in their voter base's eyes that they brought Brittany Griner back and not a Marine. Yeah. It, it, it definitely will register with people that are, you know, like, I'm going to reelect, you know, the, the Biden administration because he brought Brittany Griner home. I'm sure there would be, can you imagine the outrage if the one for one trade was, we traded this guy for the Marine, but left Brittany Griner. I think media would be on fire. They'd be calling. Oh, I mean, yeah, it would be a shit show and nothing against anybody. Look, I'm not political. I'm going to state that over and over again. I'm just open minded to like what's going on here. Like this, this all seems like it kind of made America look weak. Russia put their foot down and said, this is all we're going to give you, but you're going to give us everything you got. And if you want her back, that's what it seems like. Right. And I mean, it was pushed by the media from day one, from, day from one. since February, yeah. you know. And 
I mean, it is what it is. And the last thing I'll say is, like I said, if this was uh, if we were two teams that were trading, we definitely lost this one. Yeah. I moving. I on. honestly hope, though. I will say that this is my last piece on this. I hope that Brittany Griner gets the help she needs because I'm sure that was a lot on her mental. I'm I'm sure she's traumatized. For Very sure. traumatized. I hope that she gets the help that she needs. I hope she gets back on the court someday, and I hope she balls out again. I know she's a very good basketball player, um, so I'm glad she's home. But yep. let's continue to move in the right direction of bringing home anybody else who needs to be back on American soil. Moving on, as Murph said, uh, we're gonna get past all of that. We'll kind of ease into an easier section. And things that people have brought to our plate, um, people talking about uh, movies that are coming up. I specifically have a big love for Mario, grew up on Mario. I'm really looking forward to the Mario movie that's coming out. Um, I know a lot of people are giving a lot of hate to Chris Pratt in the role of Mario. Chris Pratt is one of those guys that everybody tries to cancel. Ivan well, apparently, because I feel like they're going to end up getting him kicked out of that role, and I hate it because I think he's doing a great job. Um, if you've seen the trailer, and I didn't realize this at first, Jack Black is Bowser, and that is fantastic. Bro, Jack Jack Black is an American treasure. American He's a national treasure. treasure. What a fuck. I love that guy. People sleep on Kung Fu Panda, dude, and that's one of the greatest animated movies I've ever seen. I love Kung Fu Panda. For sure, man. For sure. I love that. I'm a nerd in the fact that I love Marvel. Um, I always talk about that shit. I get into it. Um, there's a lot of upcoming Marvel stuff. They're kind of con- yeah. So what do you what did, have you seen the new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. And what do you think about that? Because that that got me hype. I thought it looked great, dude. Everything. I hate that DC got James Gunn because all of those Guardian movies that he did are some of the best Marvel pieces that I've hit. The world. I mean, yeah. The CGI, the acting, the the script, the the story, the music. Wow! I think Guardians Three is going to be like probably one of, the, if not the best piece of Phase Four. And I think it's going to. I think there's going to be a heartbreaker in there, and I'm scared to say it. Oh yeah. I think. I mean, you are. You can just tell by the by the trailer that it's going to be. It's going to rip your heart out. It's either it's either Rocket. Or Drax, and I feel like if they're really gonna hurt us, it's gonna be Rocket, and that. I think it's gonna be Star uh, Lord. You think Star Lord's gonna die? I don't know if he's gonna die, but I think he's definitely gonna be in peril. Peril, I can see it too. Yeah, going back to what you said about James Gunn, he, I think he does a great job of towing the line between comedy and drama, because. There's a lot of uh, serious aspects to that to those movies. Yes, but but there's always the comedic relief, and there's all and the timing of it is always like perfect. Like with like Love and Thunder, that movie was, in my opinion, that movie was terrible. It's just too they 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 tried to throw too much comedy in there whenever it was supposed to be a semi serious movie, and it was like every scene had to have a joke. And it's like it's Takawa Titi is the director. And yeah, Watiti. Yeah, like he put himself in this role of he plays Gorg in that movie, and like there was so much emphasis on you know the storytelling aspect. Gorg is telling this story of Thor, and it just 
the way that he put it, like, it's just, Thor is supposed to be, like, this badass. I get that they're trying to, like, the Marvel movies have their humor to them, but even even Hemsworth said himself, like, he's, he's going to need a serious script for him to read. Well, that's what they said for the, <coughs> for the next um, Thor movie. It's supposed to be, like, a serious, more of a serious tone. To the movie. Well, I hope so, because that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And that, that new Ant-Man that's about to come out looks really good. Be the perfect Kang. People that don't know, Kang is like, he doesn't really have superpowers, but all the variants of himself, uh, the multiple uh, universals versions of him, are like powerful beings because they've mastered time and how it works and how it operates. And I think he's going to be, you know... They're going to play into this big piece that's going to end up being what Marvel's Secret Wars is. And if you if you want to know more about the Kangs, just watch the um, Loki series. Yes, yes. Because it basically, it basically explains everything you need to know about Kang moving forward. Loki, Loki is a fantastic series, too. Anything that they've put on Disney Plus is pretty good. Even people pooped on uh, She-Hulk, and I thought She-Hulk did what it needed to do. I have not gonna lie. I've never seen an episode of She-Hulk. It's not your typical Marvel show, but it's good in its own aspects. It kind of reminds me of like a '90s sitcom. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I liked it coming from you know a different viewpoint. Like I didn't expect it to be this Marvel masterpiece. It's more of like yeah, like I said, a '90s sitcom is what I would relate it to, and that rolls into like TV series and stuff. Like all I all I know is. As of late, is the Marvel stuff. I haven't watched any other shows, really. Have you watched anything lately? Um, I've been watching uh, the show on Netflix called 1899. And it's pretty good. It's like a, a psychological thriller. It's about this, uh, this boat in 1899. And they go and they find this other boat. I have, I'm only about halfway through it, but I've heard really good things about it. It's pretty good. I would recommend it if you're into that type of thing. But other than that, I really haven't been watching anything religiously. I want to get around to watching um, Andor, which is like a... I've heard that's pretty good. My dad keeps telling me to watch it. Yeah, if you've seen Rogue One, then you know who Cassian Andor is. Yeah. They they came out with a series about him, okay. and it's supposedly one of the best Star Wars uh, series they've come out with. I need to get into that stuff. Um, my brother is big, and his girl, they all... They all love that Star Wars stuff. My dad loves it. And they praise it so much. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know. I have my thing. It's the Marvel thing. And they have their thing. But I really need to watch it because I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, the stuff that they put out. I watched Mandalorian. Mandalorian was fantastic. I'm expecting. You got to watch the, you got to watch the originals first, though. Like the old, old ones. Oh, yeah. Well, you might, I mean, I always had an appreciation for those because my dad growing up like that's what we watched together and like like Luke Skywalker was like the the badass dude like we like that's who I always wanted to be whenever I was like playing you know Luke. and so I love I just from an early age I I've always been into that into Star Wars and like anything to do with Star Wars I love it even like today I downloaded the game uh, uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order I've been playing it, and it's really good. So, <coughs> Fallen oh, Order is awesome. Uh, we can get, yeah, it's fun. Even video games. Like, I've been playing this game lately. Um, 
at the house here called the Outer Worlds. I don't know if you've ever heard it. I've never heard of it's it. It's like um, you ever played Fallout? Yeah. So it's like it's created by the people who made Fallout. It's like an outer space setting, and you like go planet to planet on these you know these worlds, doing like these quests, like just like you. It's like the same uh, pickup and like itemized slots like fallout is and you got the you, you know your bag your guns you can upgrade guns i mean it's it's a what's it called rpg role-playing game like you're this yeah you're waking up you woke up from this pod this scientist wakes you up like this pod that's drifted off into space it didn't reach the planet and you land down on this then sh- you start man it's just if anybody hasn't played it yet it's a good game um the only downfall i have for that one is it's like it's very it's linear. It's it's open world in a sense. You can go and do all the side quests and go travel and see all the stuff. But everything kind of plays back towards the main storyline. And it's, Fallout's a little more open. It sounds, but uh, it sounds time consuming. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm. Level, but I mean, any good any good video game is time consuming. It's, you know, I'm level twenty two, and I think I've put in like already like ten twelve hours. I mean, and I'm only on the second planet. Like, there's seven of them. Yeah, that sounds like a very... It sounds like an extensive uh, game. Yeah. I'm hoping that I get into... uh, I'm going to buy myself probably a a gaming system or a PC probably after the first of the year. I want to get back into playing Warzone. I want to get back into playing Call of Duty. I want to get back into playing MLB The Show. Like, those are the games that I truly enjoy. I have passion for those games. But I've heard... Very bad things about Warzone and where it's at right now. Yeah, um, I'll just go ahead and give the lowdown on Warzone 2. It's pretty much a shit show right now. Um, they, they, they've they changed some things, and I mean, as far as like the meat of it, it has potential to be a good game. But I feel like just like they do with every game nowadays, they kind of rushed it. And they put, they released it without actually polishing it and and working out some of the obvious things that um, that makes the gameplay just not as fun. Like I played Warzone, I played Warzone two for about a week after it came out, and then I went back the other day and I played Warzone Caldera, and I had a way more fun time playing Caldera than I did Warzone two. But I think. You know, just like with every game, it's going to have its growing pains. I think after, you know, maybe a few updates, they'll get their shit together and maybe put out a game that everybody, that more people would enjoy. Do you think because it dropped and everybody's already got such a negative speed that they'll probably have to, like, I don't know, slow down the first Warzone server so people will come back and try it again? I mean, I would. I don't know, man. I I wouldn't put that past them. I think that, I don't think that they would. I mean, they would never admit it if they did something yeah, like that. They never admit it. But, but they're pushing all their contents to be pushing out for Warzone Two, and and like I said, I mean, the game, the actual like meat of the game and concept of it is not bad. It's just there's too many bugs right now at this point. Too many glitches. And I think it's just going to take some time for for them to develop the game. I mean, if you think about it, Warzone One has three years of development, yeah. And Warzone Two is just what like a month old. So, in the beginning of Warzone One, 
it wasn't great either, you know. It was just new and fresh, so everybody loved it. Yeah. And I was just And we had the we had all these expectations going into Warzone two. And so I don't know. I think the I don't think you can really give a verdict on Warzone 2. I'm not going to say it's a sh- it's just a shit show right now, but I think in the future it'll probably be a pretty good game. I don't know, man. I'm just worried about coming back to it and being a shit show. I might suck, dude. I ain't played in a couple months now. It was something that I personally have a lot of love for. I'm definitely going to give it a chance. If anybody that's listening is a gamer and they have game clips that they would like to be put out for people to see if you want to spread your channel say you got a twitch channel say you got a youtube channel send that to us and we'll make sure that you are spotlighted i know i'm a fan cody's a fan of giving everybody you know their due their flowers so if you've got anything you know send it in to us we'll make sure that this is something that this is a platform where you can you know at least use your voice what i've got written right here is uh Especially just now that we're starting out, I think we should try to do a bi-weekly drop. So, like, an episode every two weeks. Yeah. Just until... And, I mean, that's just our target right now. We could, in a week or two, have this down pat to where enough to where we could just start going going every week, you know, and re- recording every week and editing and then releasing a new episode every Monday or Wednesday or whatever. Like I said, we're most... Me and you are both well-versed in, like, sports, so at least for the first 20, 30 minutes of the, of the show, we'll probably talk about sports. And that's, you know, that's if sports isn't your thing, you know, I mean, that's fine. We're, we're definitely going to have enough content for other stuff, for other things like movies, video games, cooking, books, music, all that. Like, we're definitely going to cover a wide wide range of topics we're not just going to stick to sports we also want to have uh, we want to do like a some positivity you know just some or motivation inspiration some type of like just something that that maybe if you're having a bad day something that can get you through you know because i know sometimes especially when i'm having a bad day i'll put on a podcast and i'll hear something that it'll change my whole perspective of how i was viewing that situation or whatever i was stressing about so I'd like to get, I'd like to pass that out or pay it forward in a sense and try to try to do that for other people. I like that idea. Yeah. And, um, we want to have a, like, uh, he was talking about, we want to have a lot of listener involvement. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to hear about what's going on in your lives, what you've got, um, you know, what kind of projects you guys are working on, what you're into. We have the Facebook page. We're going to be putting up a discord server, um, if you're into that, uh, we'll definitely, we'll probably be have, make an Instagram page. That way we can post pics and stuff. And then also we'll probably make a Twitter. If anybody is, out there is on Twitter, we'll, we'll be plugging our Twitter in there. Um, we're going to be putting polls in the Facebook page. That way we can have even more engagement with our audience. And like I said, we just encourage you guys, don't be shy. Like for sure, reach out to us. If you've got an idea, you know, put it out there and we'll give, we'll definitely explore it. Yeah, guys, just, uh, you know, if you, even if you just need, you know, somebody to talk to, I don't even care. Um, yeah, it don't even have to, even have to be, be about the podcast. Nah, if you, yeah. If you just need something like it could come down to anything, 
you know, hit my message box, hit me up, hit Cody up. We'll be there. Um, I, we care about this thing, regardless of what happens. Like this is going to be something that's going to move forward in our lives. And we love the, we love the idea that you guys are going to be coming along with us. Um, uh, this is a journey. It's not a sprint. This is going to be a marathon. It's not like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be like, fuck you, Cody. Never talk to me again. It's not like we're going to be like Joe Rogan's overnight, yeah. you know. No, nah, this is uh, this is just something that we have passion for. So any also any ideas, things that you think can make this great, throw them at us. Like I'm I'm open to all ideas. Like we have a Google Docs full of things and ideas that we've worked through. Shit, our logo came together in a matter of 15 minutes. Like, we'll throw things together and make it work some way, somehow. And this is going to be a process. We're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to work through it. Just get involved. All right, guys. So yeah. so just bear with us yeah. is basically what we're saying. Just bear with us. And we'll, we're definitely going to give it the best we got. You know, no matter what, we're, we're going to keep working. And we'll never we'll never shortchange you. Yep. So if you made it this far, all the way to the end here, I appreciate you. Cody, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Any closing thoughts? Uh, I'm out there. This has been a this has been a dream come true. <laughs> Talked about being uh, on air for a long time. Um, I've always wanted to do content creation. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Ever since I started, you know, that's all I listen to. I put my headphones in and I listen to podcasts. Like right, me too. I mean, same. I enjoy being caught up in the events that are present. Like listening to people talk about their opinions. It makes me feel like I know more just because I piece things together from all these different bits. So, I mean, this is awesome. This is something that we've both been uh, working towards to make a reality. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I, I do want to shout out, um, you know, everybody that's given us a chance. Everybody that's uh, already joined on Facebook. Everybody that's going to, you know, be a part of this. I love you guys. That's it. Yeah. Much love. One love. Peace out. We'll see you uh, again next week or in a couple weeks. I don't know. But uh, we're definitely going to get to editing, clipping, and uh, we're going to put the work in, guys. So when you have a dream, you've got to grab it and never let go. See you. All right. We'll see you, bud.